Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, I'm your host, Travis Reeve, on an athlete's journey. Today, we got a special guest here. Um, his name is Trey Williams, a California legend. You know what I'm saying? He come up a little bit younger than me. But like I said, he come from a lineage. His uh, family is probably one of the top five greatest California players in history. Uh, we also went to the same school, but just at different times. Uh, he doesn't know that. I once stayed at Crenshaw my freshman year. I was there with Chris Johnson, Tremaine Folks. You know, I was a freshman. They were seniors. But uh, like I said, Trey has been a great player, great, great California player in his own right. Say what's up to the people, Trey. What's going on, man? I appreciate you for having me. Oh, uh, no problem, man. No problem. You know what I'm saying? Trey's a good dude. Um, talk to him, you know, talk to him a little bit. You know, I was like, oh, man, got to get this dude, you know, on my show, man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. let's just start it off, Trey. How'd your basketball journey start? Uh, so I'm going to go back to childhood. Uh, basketball was my first sport, actually. Uh, so... I think I started playing around like the age of six at Baldwin Hills Park, um, which is kind of like a super competitive park because you got guys that play at multiple parks that play there. So they play at Rancho, which is like, you know, one of the meccas of LA <laughs> as far as like, you know, growing up. Um, so I played between those two parks uh, and it was like real competitive. But then I got into football as I got to about, I want to say fifth grade, I got into football. Mm -hmm. And um, I put the basketball down for a minute. Uh, and I was actually really, really good at football. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, once, you know, time went on, I played football all through middle school. And then uh, when I got to high school, I went to Westchester High School. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, and pretty much everybody knows what type of school that is. <laughs> it's a basketball school. So, Right. Uh, I, tr I tried out the second day of school. I tried out for the basketball team um, and I made JV as a freshman and it was only two of us that did it. And that might not seem like something big, but it was big. <laughs> 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 yeah, So I made JV as a freshman uh, and I was I was like kind of in the rotation. So it was pretty it was pretty fun. Uh, we won you know, the city championship, JV city championship versus Crenshaw that year. Mm -hmm. um, I played mm -hmm. pretty good. I played pretty good in that, in that game. Cause it was kind of personal knowing that, you know, my family's history was Crenshaw high school. Well, yeah, we can go into <laughs> that a little bit. If you want, you know, you can tell the world who your family is. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, well, my uncle is John Williams, uh, Crenshaw legend, went to LSU. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um played in the league for a couple of years mm -hmm. i used yeah. to watch him like i said i remember when he played with the clippers yeah that's before my time I, I everywhere i go i hear like great things about you know how good he was and the comparisons he had mm -hmm. so, oh yeah he was they used to show us like tape of him back at crenshaw when we were at crenshaw he was like six nine six ten whatever it was handling the ball doing all that stuff any any California person that played ball, especially when I played, everybody knew who he who he was. Yeah, you know yeah. for sure, for sure. You know, mm -hmm. but you said you said. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but being at Westchester, uh, I played with uh, like once I made varsity, mm -hmm. uh, I played with Dwayne Poley Jr. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
us two being on the same team, we were number one in the nation and we won two state championships. Um, us being on the same team, uh, like you would hear it a lot, you know, that's John's nephew. And then that's Dwayne Poley Jr. And then- Lineage, you know, was, boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, two, so. <laughs> two California legends playing some, you know, the family playing together. That's cool. Yeah. So it kinda, that was kind of cool. All right. Well, like I said, you said you were interested in playing you football, obviously, at an early age. What made you stop? Uh, actually, uh, Co- Coach Zell made me stop playing because <laughs> <laughs> um, going into tenth grade, uh, I actually went to practice a couple times with the football team, and uh, just so happened. Coach Zan was up there one day in the summer, which is never up there in the summer. Mm-hmm. And he saw me like with my cleats in my hand. And he's just like, What you doing? And I was like, Man, I'm going to practice. And he like, Oh, I didn't know you were playing football. Uh, you're gonna be way behind. And then in my mind, I'm like, Dang, I'm trying to make varsities next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Then like I went to practice and that was the last time that football field seen me. yeah i get it like i said you know a lot of coaches be like they want you just to stick with their sport so whatever sport you be playing they'd be like all right you need to stick with basketball all right you need to stick with football whatever the case is you know there are some athletes who just transcend it but uh you know uh, i understand that so you went to westchester and uh y'all won two cities right yeah, we won two cities. Um, I got a couple accolades out of there. I got like um, all Daily Breeze, all area. Um, got a couple all city. I got one one first team all city. Um, I got player of the week. My my twelfth grade year, we lost in the championship to Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, but I got player of the week, even though we lost, just because of my stat line. So I think that I think that one game probably helped me get a scholarship. So um, after I got all those accolades that year, um, I went to I went ended up going to Cal State Northridge. Okay, Um, but before we get into Northridge, what was your most memorable uh, time in high school? Your memorable moment at Westchester. uh, I want to say uh, my most memorable moment was we were in Portland playing in a um, like one of the national tournaments, and uh, we were at the time we were number two in the nation, and Oak Hill was there, and they were number they were higher than us, so it was flip flopping throughout the like you know the preseason and all the tournaments that we were going through. And then, like, we were in the same hotel, so we kind of, like, you know, you know that tension is in the room. So, uh, like, we never addressed each other or nothing like that. But in the tournament, it was, you know, us two matched up in the championship. And, um, like, the night before the game, uh, our coach played a trick on us. Like, we thought we was in trouble or something. Because he always threatened us to be like, I I don't care about the game. if y'all messing up, I'm gonna have y'all running around this hotel, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But uh, he played a trick on us. Like we had like a team meeting and like everybody thought we was like, what was going on? Like, and then they just came, like Nike came in with a bunch of gear, like a bunch of brand new Kobe's and, you know, and I'm an LA, we all LA kids. So Kobe's our guy. 
Mm-hmm, <laughs> so we mm-hmm. had a whole bunch of Kobe gear, backpacks, uh, sweatsuits, like stuff stuff that people wasn't going to get for like a year after we already have it. So we uh, they blessed us with all of that, and it, that just you know elevated us for the game the next day. And then they we we go to the game. They had turned the lights off and put a spotlight on the introductions and you know that's new to us so then we came out and we beat them and just to see how upset they were that kind of gave me satisfaction <laughs> <laughs> who was on the oak hill team uh they had uh p sean howard roscoe smith um and they had the dude that went to kentucky i think his name was uh I can't forget his name. I forgot his name, but he was in the league a couple of years too. Deron or something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'll right. tell you that the next day. But yeah, they had one dude that a couple of dudes that touched the league. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's usually how it is with them, you know, being the prep school and all that. Yeah. Okay, so you you at Westchester, you win, you know, a couple of cities. You know, you do really really good. Uh, what's next? Uh, so what's next is I was a late recruit, so. Uh, I ended up signing to Cal State Northridge. They stepped into the picture late. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a couple. Mm-hmm. I had a couple like uh, people, you know, recruiting me, and you know they backed out when they figured that they had a better player or whatever. You know how that goes. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and then I was going to go. I was actually going to go to uh, Bakersfield. Okay. Um, on a package deal with my point guard, but my point guard ended up going somewhere else, so that deal was over with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up going to Cal State Northridge, and um, I redshirted my first year to get my body right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that that I did. I was in the best shape of my life. <laughs> uh, and then uh, going into the year after I redshirted, uh, I played. I played about. I want to say, you know, tw- almost half the game. I'm gonna say 17 to 20 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say like seventh man off the bench. Uh, I had a pretty good year under Braswell. Uh, I started a couple games also due to injuries and stuff like that, but I started a couple games. Um, and then Braswell gets fired after that season and they bring in Reggie Theus. Mm, uh, yeah. Yeah, then we have meetings, you know, uh, some people, you know, are getting dismissed and then some people are taking the option to leave because you know, a new coach is coming in. Yeah, and, new um, new system, new everything. So yeah, you new right. everything. And um, he basically, I guess they wanted to keep like the the guys that were in the core rotation from the year before. Mm-hmm. So they every our meetings were were different from the guys that were in the rotation. So they kind of kind of swindled me in the stand. <laughs> <you can't say laughs> that. So uh, I stayed. Um, and then I, I got in even better shape just the way that, you know, Reggie runs his system and, you know, how everything had changed. He runs everything like the NBA. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, our offseason workouts were a little bit more intense. Um, his expectations of you as far as like your body fat and your weight and all of that, that was a little bit higher. And even our preseason workouts were, were crazy. Um, but I grinded through all of that, did everything right, was on time to everything. Uh, grades were fine. Um, and I'm thinking everything is cool. Like practice, like nobody, he has, you know, he brought a couple guys in from other schools and guys that he recruited. 
Um, but I'm not really worried about that because I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. And then in practice, nobody's actually standing out. Mm-hmm. Like nobody. Everybody's at each other's neck. Um, then come to the season, I'm parked. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm going from playing 17 to 20 minutes to playing no minutes. Oh, wow. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm confused because it's a, it's, I'm not gonna say no names, but it's it's a it's a couple freshmen, um, then it's guys that from other schools that came that weren't playing at the other schools. They come here to play, and I know people you know promise things and stuff like that. So whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like the freshmen playing over me, I'm like, this guy like he can't hold my jock strap. Like he can't. <laughs> <laughs> this guy he can't shoot. Like he just a, he playing bully ball and he's six two. So they playing volleyball with his <laughs> with that junk so no i got um, you i got you yes yeah, i would right. i would i would un- i understand like you know the whole thing about like you know playing not playing kind of thing like starting like at, at a high level playing it kind of you know because yeah. i was at like that at ucla it was like some games i would play 30 minutes some games i would play like six and it wouldn't be no explanation you know just be like all right we just you just got to be ready for the next game so Sometimes I'll be amped up, ready to go. I play like five minutes. Some games I would be like kind of chilling, like not even really tripping. And, All right, Travis, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we we get to the season, um, and we got USC at USC, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like uh, I know the, the coaching staff, uh, and you know that's my backyard. That's you know I'm an LA kid, so playing at the Galen Center is. It's regular to me because I went to Westchester. That's where our championship game were. So I got family. I got about 20 family members coming to the game. Mm-hmm. They show up. I don't touch the floor mm. at all. N- not even garbage time minutes or nothing like Like I don't touch the floor. And like, how embarrassing is that? Like, I'm. I'm expecting like, man, I'm about to get in this game. I'm about to show out or not even not even even show out. Just, let me touch the floor. Like this is touch the floor. You know, I got you. I got you. <laughs> and Reggie, and, and my thing was Reggie knew how big that game was to me. <laughs> like being an LA kid. Come on now. And then like we got blew out. We got blew out. So it wasn't no reason for me to not touch the floor. Even if I'm not in the rotation. So I don't know. Uh, but I appreciate my mom, my grandma mostly, because in my mind I was like, I was going crazy. Like cause I didn't know what was going on, but you know, them having the experience in life, they just told me, like, don't ever give them nothing, you know, bad to say about you. So, you know, just just ride along, and then next year we'll fix it. So throughout the year, I'm, I'm asking, though, like, what do I got to do to get in the rotation and, and like, what's going on? I, th- I think it just came to a head to where I was told, well, I didn't recruit you. So your leash is a little shorter than everybody else's. And I'm like, you could have told me this. Before the season started, I could have left. <laughs> you could have told me this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have left mm-hmm. and been in a mm-hmm. whole different mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention that my, my, my father died, you know, in the process of this whole thing. So I'm emotional already. And I'm, I'm playing with my heart on my sleeve, you know, for him. Cause this is what he wanted, you know. My dad bred me into this, <laughs> so this is what he wanted, and I'm like, no, I trust me, I hear you, I hear you on that, man. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, 
my emotions is everywhere. And then like, I'm like, man, this dude just, he just told me anything to save face. So like, I'm, I'm just going through it. Then the season finally ends. And then, you know, everybody had their meetings at the end of the season. And, um, he told me, he told me I can keep my college, my scholarship, but I wasn't going to play no matter what I did. Wow. Damn. <laughs> so how devastating is that? Like he did all of this the year before, you know, talking about my uncle and how he remembers playing against them and all of this. And, uh, I want you to stay. I'm going to keep the guys that were in rotation so we can build on it and blah, blah, blah. Then season comes, your guys get clear and you get, you know, your own recruits in and you park me. Uh, I'm like, I should never talk to this dude again. <laughs> Trust me, bro. Like, I understand that. I definitely yeah, so, understand the situation. Yeah. So you at know? that point, I'm, I'm just kind of like in a daze. Like, I don't I don't know where my life is going at this point. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I'm not going to mm -hmm. sit here and waste my time with you guys, you know, just just to to, to be here. I'm not going to do it. No. Yeah, like so. I said, I, I was at that point when I was at UCLA my second year, didn't know if I was going to continue to play, you know, to be honest, you know. Yeah, um, he didn't, I mean, and they didn't care. Like, all I had was my scholarship at that time. Like, my mom was struggling um, financially and, you know, mentally. My, my They were together for about 30 years. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. they were together since they were like kids kids so uh, he, for them to just tell me that it's like you put me out on the street <laughs> like this this all I got I'm trying to I'm trying to one day get paid for playing this sport right and you you taking that away from me that's like taking food out my mouth so um I'm in a daze but just shoot I'm gonna say by the grace of God uh two days later I get a phone call from uh, California Baptist, mm -hmm. Coach Coach Spria, and um, he, we're talking a little bit. Like the conversation isn't that deep. He's just asking me questions, but I think he can kind of tell. Like I'm mentally like in a daze. Like I don't know what's what's going to happen. And then um, that's what happens when you think about transferring. You just like you just deject it. Yeah, I'm, man, I'll never want to feel that again. Then uh, he he drove. I want to say like for three days straight, he drove to Northridge from Riverside and had lunch with me just to like, just to talk to me, which was cool, like, which was cool with me. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, I had other other calls and other offers like Alaska Anchorage and um, Chico State. Uh, they called, I actually took a visit to Chico State um, like a week after. And it was, it was fine and everything, but I just didn't have you know, I didn't get that feeling. You know, mm -hmm. the feeling like, yeah, I want to be here. I didn't get that feeling. Uh, and they were trying to get me to sign before I left, but I don't, I don't really buckle under pressure. So <laughs> I didn't sign. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign. And uh, I told them I would give it a couple of days because it's a big decision for me, like for me to, you know, go up north and leave my mom when she's struggling. So, right. um, uh, so I ended up coming back for a couple of days. Finals were coming up. Uh, I was mm -hmm. scheduled to take to take an official visit to Cal Baptist, but um, I went up to Cal Baptist and, and like played open run a couple times. And uh, some of the dudes that were transferring there were dudes that I'd known through the hoop circuit already. Right. Uh, like or transferring to Cal Baptist. 
yeah, transferring to Cal Baptist from other schools like Chris Brown and uh, Jalon Wilright. Like, so th those are guys that I'm familiar with. And uh, I ended up calling Coach Espria one early morning, like, man, I need to uh, cancel the visit. And he like, what, what you mean? Like, what's going on? What you mean? I'm like, coach, like, I, I just, I'm assigned with you guys today. Like, I don't need to take a visit. I know where I want to be. And then uh, just to hear the joy in his, in his, in his voice, I was like, yeah, this is cool. Like, somebody, somebody wants me. Like, somebody want me, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> somebody want me. And then, uh, so I ended up signing with them and uh, they made the transition smooth. Uh, I went there for summer school. Got to know the team, uh, got to know the head coach, Coach Croy. And um, throughout that journey there, uh, I'm going to say it was always great or anything like that, but mm -hmm. I, I just, they made me feel like instead of being there the, the two years that I had left to play, I should have been there the entire time. <laughs> It was like, well, yeah, obviously hindsight is always 2020. I think that, uh, you know, you'd be thinking like, we all think like, I got to go to like a bigger school or bigger name or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. Um, but to be honest, like, it's just about happiness, you know? Um, mm -hmm. if wherever you at and if you happy, they'll find you, period, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when I left UCLA, that's how I felt. I just went to Long Beach State. And it was happy because I was just playing and hooping. I didn't have to worry about the up and down, the you know, all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, yeah, I got you. So when I got there, it was it was it was love from day one. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even when even when it was down, it was still love. <laughs> uh, we had some success there though. We we won uh, the conference. We won the conference. Uh, we got to the Sweet Sixteen. Um. I had a I had a game winner to get us to the Sweet 16, uh, which is probably like the biggest shot in their school history. Uh, but just in all, the coaches they allowed me to be myself. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they supported mm -hmm. they supported us. And it was a family atmosphere. Like my brother felt welcome there. My brother used to come, you know, while we were at summer school. I was still on campus. My brother used to come up there, and and be in the summer camps for the kids and everything. And it was it was just genuine, you know, heartfelt love. And uh, and through that period, I just felt like uh, they saved my life because I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know where my life was going at that point. No, I got you. I got you. I was one decision from being on the streets. That's how. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's, and that's how it is, man. I understand that one hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. You know, so. You go there at the Cal Baptist, you kill it, right? What would you say your biggest triumph uh, in college and your biggest failure was in college? Um, I want to say my biggest failure first. My biggest failure was, I'm going to say that decision to stay that year at Northridge. <laughs> That makes I'm sense. That, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say that's my biggest failure. Um, as far as my triumph, um, going to Cal Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I got you. I got you. And the biggest lesson you learned from college? Uh, biggest lesson I learned was uh, not to put all my eggs in one basket. Uh, okay. I kind of put all my eggs in one basket at 
at Northridge, which kind of almost, you know, derailed me. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to to be patient, um, don't make quick decisions because uh, during that time, I could have made uh, I could have made a quick decision to to do do whatever and been on the street. I could have been like, man, forget basketball, which you yeah. know, that, that was a thought that crossed my mind. Yeah. Uh, could have been like, forget basketball, and then came home, you know, could have been doing anything. And well, that's not me, where man. my heart would have been. I would have been just walking around depressed all the time. Yep, yep, yep. That makes sense, man. Trust me, man. I think, like, that UCLA transfer for myself is, like, one of the hardest things in my life. You know, and everybody like you don't leave UCLA, you don't leave UCLA, blah blah blah. Man, you know, but uh, I heard that a lot, you know. But I was like, man, I just want to play and be happy, man. You know, I don't really care, you know, where I go. I just want to play and just be happy and be cool, you know. Yeah, and that's that's the part that I feel like a lot of people they might start understanding soon, but they don't understand it's the, the, the mental aspect of what you know yeah. us athletes go through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, that's real. Like people don't know, man. Uh, like people don't know, like the all the mental anguish and just what goes on in the athlete's head, man. It's 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 heightened than just the average. I'm not saying the average person stuff ain't hard, but like what athletes go through, man. When your whole life is one thing, and basically you 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 know you like I can play, but the coach is like, nah. I think you yeah. can. You know. Yeah. Then it's out of control. Like I'm. And you just like, well, all right. Then yeah, then I guess I guess I'm not meant for this, you know. Maybe not here, you know. So yeah. you have a you finished strong, a Cal Baptist, right? Mm-hmm. Finished strong. Finished strong. Graduate. You know what I'm saying? You finished as one of the top scorers in school history. Mm -hmm. All right. So what's the what's the next thing after that? Uh, next thing after that, I end up going overseas to Colombia to play in South America. You went to Bogota, Colombia. Yeah, I played. So did I. Played, I. Uh, <laughs> oh, for, yeah, <laughs> I played in. Uh, I was in uh, Choco though. Okay. Ugo. So I played for the uh, Cimarrones. And, uh, okay. We were in Bogota a lot though. Bogota, Medellin, and Cali. Uh, Man, how crazy <laughs> is that? Like, if I would have saw, and my mama would have saw a uh, cocaine cowboy, she was like, "Hey, no, you can't go to no." <laughs> 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 But my yeah. mom was with it. They were with it. Like back when I was coming out of Long Beach, they was like, okay. But if they saw cocaine cowboys, they'd be like, oh no. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think my parents would have did the same thing. I think my mom exactly, said, right? Ah, it's over with for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I ended up going there. Um, Coach Espria helped me get that because he's he's from Colombia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So he he helped me get that deal. Uh, I never signed with an agent or anything like that. Uh, so the two deals that I got were through Coach Espria. So uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I went mm -hmm. over there, and uh, I was in complete culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, complete culture shock. Agreed was, with that, brother. Agreed with that. It was a change. It was a change that I needed, though. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. It. It kind of gave it gave me more perspective on the stuff that we have here, <laughs> like to cherish more stuff that we have here, because <laughs> uh, some of the cities that we played in, it's no hot water, 
showering with cold water and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you couldn't even drink the water yeah you can't drink the water you gotta uh hand wash your jersey every day and i'm just like man <laughs> man I, I don't mind paying this little dollar 75 at the uh, laundry mat no more <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. But I enjoyed myself though while I was over there. Um, played pretty well. Uh, and then when I got home, uh, shoot, I ended up getting a job and working for the city and stayed home. Mm-hmm. So you didn't. So you just did that one that one stint in Bogota, and uh, didn't go back. No, I didn't. I didn't go back. Uh, the league started to like. They were struggling financially too, so uh, mm-hmm. that was just another reason for me to, you know, to stay home. But I, I was looking at a time like I was playing in the Drew League and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm still playing in the Drew League now. But I was, I was looking for a deal and nothing ever, nothing came up. And then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't have the proper guidance to, you know, how to do the research of finding an agent or what else to do. Uh, <laughs> And then I didn't want to put the burden on, you know, my coaches at Cal Baptist when, you know, they recruiting and stuff. They they got, you know, they got to keep it. It's next man up. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So it's, I, man, I, I would say it was, it's hard. I would say it's, it's hard. You got to find the right one. I must have had about four or five ages, to be honest. Had some, fired some, mm-hmm. you know. It's just kind of like whoever, whoever can give me the, whoever can give me the best deal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's hard. Like, it's really hard to find, like, a proper one that's in it for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I hear that a lot. <laughs> no, no. You, no seriously. Like, it's – because a lot of ages, I could tell you stories, so many stories. Like, example of, like, um, where agents – like, he needs his roster working, right? So, a team yeah. has, let's just say, $100,000. Uh, uh, or 150. Say they have 150. And say you can get two players for seventy five thousand. Obviously, it's a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can split it up with five dudes making thirty. Mm-hmm. Now your whole roster is working, but it's thirty thousand dollars for the year. It makes the agent look good because all this, all this, all this players is working. But like you be like, man, I, yeah. I can't make more than thirty five thousand a year. Whatever the case yeah, is, you I know, need something else. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. And so, like, that's why dudes be, you know, they do it for a couple of years and they, you know, they retire. I mean, for me, I did 10, 10 years overseas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got to a certain point in my career and then I got injured. And then after that, it was like a steady like decline with the money until I got to a point where I was like, forget this, bro. I got to figure yeah. out what I'm going to do next in my life. Yeah. And my and my, my situation was, um, yes, I probably could have like took a deal in Mexico mm-hmm. or or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, the money it, it gotta make sense because yeah, yes, I'm I'm in I'm in Mexico or whatever country I'm in, but my bills are still <laughs> in the States. <laughs> no, no, for real. So, it makes sense, yeah, bro. So it has you to know? it has to make sense. Like I, I gotta be able to pay my car note. Uh I, even though I'm not there, I still gotta you know, help my mom with her rent or, you know, if I'm staying with like my girl, we stay together. So I still got to send my half to her. So she won't be, 
Yeah, no, look, if you're making a certain amount of money, I mean, look, my last deal in Germany was nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because I was paying, like, you know, child support, whatever, for my son. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't nothing. After a while, I was like, I ain't going to keep going over here for eight, nine, ten months and making this money, you know? I got I can yeah. make this money in the States, at least be around my son. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's how I feel like if I can... At a point, you know, when I first got out of college, I, I wasn't tripping on the money because I didn't have as many bills. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but once I graduated and got out of school, you know, my responsibility elevated. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had more bills and uh, more responsibility. Um, so me taking a, I want even a $2,000 deal a month wasn't going to work. Yeah, no, trust me, bro. I understand. I understand. Yeah, it's it's not gonna work. Like I can I can make that going to, to a nine to five. <laughs> I got a degree. I can make that going to a nine to five, you know, versus me being away from everybody and basically playing playing for free because I'm gonna send my whole two thousand to the states for the bills I gotta pay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you, man. I got you. So, was it a tough transition when you uh, when you finished? Like, you know, obviously you have been playing ball from from you know childhood all the way to you know how old you was when you retired. Um, was like the transition, like to try to you know like figure out what was the next part of your journey. Tough. Yeah, it's still it's still tough today. Like I'm I'm 28, so it's like I could still be playing right now. I feel right. Like. right. So it's still tough today, and then I'm I'm seeing these guys that I, you know, played against or played with, getting these deals, and you know, getting this money, and it's looking good, you know, from the outside looking in, and like I'm, and I, you know, the competitive, we always gonna be competitive, like of course, you know, the of course. So I'm just like, man, this guy just got eighty five million. <laughs> for four years and I used to bust his ass. <laughs> right? You be feeling that ass. way. You do. It, it it sounds terrible, but you be feeling that way. So yeah, I don't think I don't think that mental aspect is gonna go away until I feel like I can't play no more. Like right mm-hmm. now, the, the the hardest thing for me right now is being able to focus on my skills and getting back in shape versus going to work like that's that's the hard part right now for me and my priorities are i got to be able to pay my bills before anything so no i get that man i get yeah that. so that that's that's really the hard part and then you know the mental aspect of it at of not being able to play it's just it's killer <laughs> like it's killer i could be getting baskets and you know we were on a pedestal at one point. <laughs> like we go, yeah, we go no, no, yeah, seriously. We go overseas, uh, we celebrities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We come home, I go to work every day, I ain't no celebrity no more. Like, I'm <laughs> just, you know, I ain't gonna say average, I'm never gonna call myself average, but we just regular, you know, nine to five dudes now. And that's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that the, the mental aspect from, from going from here to, you know, being, Man, that's that transition, man. The trust me, like, and people don't realize, like, basketball, reality is like a drug, and 
it ain't no high like it, you know. And then when you retire from it, uh, you just be like, what's the what what high am I gonna get from something else? That's why people be wondering, like, why dudes be hanging on and still playing, you know, yep. hanging on to one more contract, one more contract, you know, because they don't the transition, you know, they don't know what the what the the next thing gonna be to give give you that high of you know a sport, whatever sport, basketball, football, baseball, whatever. Yeah, I've been and I've been home for about five, six years, and I'm still going through the transition of like what am I gonna mm-hmm. do career wise? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have a decent job. I'm working for the city, um, but you know, it's not it's not a career yet until your salary. <laughs> no, no, I get it, bro. I mean, shoot, yeah. it took me years to get to where I was at, where I'm at now. You know, from ball. I mean, I retired when I was 33. You know, and say I live to 93, or you know, that's 60 more years of my life. It's a long time. <laughs> long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, I, I would just you know, like for me, it was, it was a struggle. It was a, it was a real struggle to figure out what it is. So I understand where you're going. Just keep grinding, keep going, keep going, keep grinding. You're gonna find out what your niche is and figure out what it is for you that you want to do. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Cause I, I oh man, it's I'm all good, Trey. Man, you know what I'm saying. We <laughs> gotta stick together, man. All brothers stick together. <laughs> yeah, we got to. And I, I, I feel basketball still my therapy. <laughs> I mean, look, it. I hoop in a little, I hoop in a little men's league up here. It ain't nothing, but I just do it for the sweat, you know. Just yeah, to, you know, just to, for the sweat. Oh, put the ball in the basket and one, you know, something yeah, like that. But I know, but I know it's still it's still competitive for you though. I already know. <laughs> yeah, oh, look. I mean, I I'll be out there have I'll be like, you know, get mad at dude. Man, make the shot if I pass it yeah. to him. <laughs> yeah, Come yeah. on. Yeah. And then I realize like we ain't getting paid for this. This is just pickup. Nah, so why? Yeah, <laughs> you know so you gotta ju- you gotta jump back in your skin a little bit. Yeah, I gotta be like, dude, let me just relax. My bad, dude. My bad, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Basketball it's still therapy for me, man. And uh I'm still going through the transition, even though it's been years since I haven't played. Um, mm-hmm. 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 but sh- shoot. It's gonna it's gonna work itself out though. <laughs> always does, man. Trust me, man. God got you yeah. always, man. Trust me. Yeah. He got a plan for you that you don't even know yet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So figure it out. Yep, agree. So my last question for you for the audience, man. We always always ask this. You know, um, what is the biggest lesson that you know, like basketball or sports, has taught you in your life? Um. I'm gonna say, not to burn, not to burn bridges. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, I'm gonna say not to burn bridges because uh, it's been a couple times where you know I needed something to happen or opportunity to come up, and it'll be just because of you know me playing basketball against or with somebody, you know, that somebody else was able to help me out. Mm-hmm. It can be somebody mm-hmm. I competed. It can be somebody I competed against for twelve years, <laughs> you know. And we probably had the worst battles, but just based off of the respect, they might look out for me on the back end. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's real. It's been, that's it's a, been times like that. Like, um, like I said, I played in the um, championships against you know Spencer Dinwiddie, who plays for Washington right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know Spencer. I mean, I don't know him, but like I know who he is. Yeah, but like we're we're cool. 
Like it's he don't, you know, people get up there, they start big timing you and stuff like that. Nah, we cool. Like he'll call me, say you want to work out or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know. Um and then sometimes I need that little workout for my mental. <laughs> no. That's all look, yeah. brother. Like I get it. Like I said, we all need that. You know, we all need that. I mean, for me, just working out just in general. Then it don't necessarily have to be basketball, but just hitting the treadmill or, you know, lifting some weights or, you know, something just to keep me, keep my mind just off of everything else. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, shoot, another example, I got a guy, Marquise Lee, who was in the NFL. Yeah, uh, went to SC. Yeah, went to USC. Yeah, yeah, went to Sarah. Yeah. yeah, so I talked to him all the time. Um, and he even told me, he like, man, shoot, whenever you – Whenever you out here, I don't want to give up his location, but whenever you out here, bro, you ain't got to, you know, buy no hotel or nothing like that, bro. You come stay with us. Like, we're going to have a good time or, you know, or anytime you need something, call me. And mm-hmm. One time mm-hmm. I needed something, it was, you know, that I need, made it happen for me. And then, shoot, it's just, I didn't, I never went to school with Marquise. <laughs> like, well, I've just known him through sports. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. We've always been cool. We always been, you know, cordial and respected each other. And then, you know, when the time came, now we grown. <laughs> we just, you know, he gonna be in my wedding one day. <laughs> so no, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> okay. All right, Trayvon. Well, like I said, thank you for telling me your journey, man. Thank you for telling me your story. I think it's good for you know older and younger athletes to hear how your journey was and how you keep going, you know, even when your bat your athletic journey is over, uh, but how you keep going in your life journey, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a blessing. Like I said, um, and it's a good thing that you, you know, you keep going, you know what I'm saying? Because trust me, it's a life is a grind and like sometimes, you know, works, sometimes it doesn't, but like as long as you keep getting up, keep going forward, that that's what it's about, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Got to get you back on, bro. Um, like I said, once again, appreciate you for coming on. Um, want to say thank you. And like I said, we'll see you again for next week for Athlete's Journey. Like I said, want to say thank you to Trey Williams. And like I said, we will see you next week. All right, man. Appreciate you. I appreciate it. Yes, sir.